0: hello and welcome to the OFNT podcast OFNT stands for old fart new tech i'm the resident old fart and the new tech is this podcast let's do some tech news Apple has released the AirPod Pros for $249, and I want them. I currently have the Series 2, and while they somewhat fit, the left bud gets low sound due to the shape of my ears. Hopefully the Pros will remedy this. Apple TV Plus started on 1 November, and I got a free 1-year subscription due to my recent MacBook Pro purchase. I haven't had time to check it out yet. Google has bought Fitbit for $2.1 billion. I've had Fitbits in the past, and I really enjoy them, but the build quality wasn't good in my opinion. I broke quite a few of them. The press is saying Google bought the company mainly for health data. I think that was part of it, but it can help them with Google's own wearable strategy. Fitbit bought Pebble Watch some years ago, and the Google purchase narrows the competition even further and that's not good. T-Mobile's merger with Sprint has been greenlighted. Why do I feel that customers of both carriers will get screwed? Hmm. Bill Gates recently said during an interview that the reason for the failure of Windows Phone was because of the antitrust lawsuits against the company. He says it diverted resources and focus from mobile. I agree, but would also add that Google's refusal to put its apps on the platform was a major factor which contributed to the operating system's death. I used Windows Phone, a Nokia 925, which was one of my favorite phones of all time, and thought it was great. What a shame it died and left us with basically two choices. Speaking of which, I've got my eye on the Pine64 Linux Phone. Let's see how this project goes. The company, which has or plans to have all sorts of hardware, tablets, laptops, watches, in other words, complete ecosystem, has some promise. They have a 14-inch 1080p laptop for $199 that I might just pick up. Security is their first priority. If this turns out well, I can see this as being my second phone. Fingers crossed for this one. Tech I'm using. I have recently been giving a Motive Smart Ring for a gift. The ring was ordered from Best Buy in September for $130. Shortly after, I was sent a size fitting kit, which came with a link to place my order online. The ring comes in three colors, black, silver, and rose gold. I chose black in size 10. Completing the order online, I was told an email message would be sent to me when the item shipped. Almost a month went by, and I had not received any messages from the company. I went back to the company's webpage and found the customer service email address. No phone contact number could be found. After inquiring about the status of my order via email, I received a response less than 24 hours later, advising me that the ring in the size and color I chose was back ordered with an estimated shipping date six to eight weeks later. The responding email also had a phone contact which I promptly called. My call was answered by a US-based representative, which surprised me, who advised me to either go one size down or choose a different color if I wanted my ring shipped earlier. I then chose the silver model, but was told that was also back-ordered. I tried the one smaller using the supplied sizing kit, but that didn't work for me. It was uncomfortable. The rep advised me that the company did have my size in the rose gold color. Not being a fan of gold, I hesitated, but decided to give it a try. The rep thanked me for being flexible and assured me my ring would be shipped that day. It was a pleasant experience overall. Two days later, my order arrived and I was surprisingly fond of the color. It's more of a rust color than the gaudy gold color I was expecting. I then charged the ring using the included USB charger, which took about uh, 30 minutes for the initial charge. A small LED light on the ring changed color from red to green, and that alerted me that it was fully charged. The software, as I later learned, will also send you a notification when the ring is charged. The fit was perfect. After downloading the app for iOS, I went through a simple setup and I was in business. The ring tracks sleep, steps, and activity, which you monitor via the software. All three seem to be tracked accurately. I mainly wanted this item for the sleep tracking because my Apple Watch Series 4 doesn't have that function due to battery constraints. The software-based solutions I tried weren't very accurate. I can I tell you this ring does an excellent job of tracking sleep. Of course, I learned that I don't get enough sleep but I already knew that. If you have a wearable that needs sleep tracking augmentation, I recommend this product. Motive's main competitor is Aura. You've probably seen it advertised all over the intertubes and social media. The product has more sensors and functions than the Motive, and some people also think it looks better. I have no opinion on that. The price is a bit higher starting at $299 and going up to $999 depending on what material you order it in. Books and Authors I'm an avid book reader with the spy thriller genre being my favorite. Currently, I'm working through the Jack Shepherd series of books by author Jake Needham. The author is an expat living in Thailand who before self-publishing his work Never had a book published in this country. His character, Jack Shepard, in this series is based somewhat on himself, an expat lawyer living in Asia who finds himself associating with and working for shady characters. It's a different take on the genre and worth a read. Another author I like is Mick Heron and his Slow Horses series of novels. His characters are MI6 officers, who have gotten in trouble in some way, but instead of firing them outright, they are sent off to Slow House in London and given menial tasks designed to induce them to resign. This is done to avoid lawsuits against the Crown. Of course, they find themselves in some real spy-type situations and have have to work their way through them. It is written with a sense of humor, which makes the series even more entertaining. Finally, Terry Hayes is a great author who wrote I Am Pilgrim, one of the best and longest spy thriller novels I have ever read. I'm still waiting for a follow-up, or at least a movie. We'll see. Let's move on to some podcast news, in my opinion, actually. Podcasts and YouTube have changed the way we consume media. No longer does one have to adhere to a schedule. We can listen and watch media on virtually any subject at our convenience. This is the new media. Now anyone with minimal equipment can be a creator of content. Individuals can have their own radio and television shows. The only worries I have is a trend of legacy media buying or producing podcasts and YouTube channels. The average non-sponsored creators cannot compete with the production prowess of these entities. I fear the regular folks will be squeezed out of these spaces. I already see most of the top podcasts are dominated by legacy media. Anchor FM I know that Spotify purchased Anchor FM, which is a podcasting host. I've seen a lot of negative reviews of the service, but I am tempted to try it because it is so turnkey. Everything you need to start a podcast can be accomplished via its app or browser version. I use Buzzsprout for this podcast, which I have no complaints with. Here's some podcasts I've been listening to. I'm a fan of comedy, and two of the podcasts I recommend are Everybody is Awful Except You by Jim Florentine and Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Both offer a non-politically correct view of the world, and both are hilarious. They are both straightforward podcasts just to host and their mics. No fancy production here. And now for my rant. Halloween has come and gone. This year, it fell upon a school night, and the weather wasn't so great, limiting the number of trick-or-treaters. Note, I didn't say kids. The first two I had were older teenagers, not even in costumes. I guess they just got out of school and were a little hungry. As the evening wore on, I started getting people in their 20s with no kids in tow. I did give them candy, but can't help to wonder why anyone would be out trick-or-treating at that age. Maybe they just don't want to let their childhood go, which is a problem. There is a reason why people these days are living with their parents longer, and it's not just purely economic. The last time I trick-or-treated was when I was 12 years old. Halloween that year fell on a Saturday, and I had just finished football practice. I was hungry, so I stopped at the neighbor's apartment for a candy bar. In those days, people gave out regular-sized candy, not the cut-down versions handed out today. At least I was in a football uniform, which had the semblance of a costume. Back in these ancient times, Halloween was reserved for children. The adults celebrated by taking their kids' best candy for themselves, and maybe enjoying a highball or two. These days, it seems to me that adults have co-opted Halloween for themselves in the quest to have yet another reason to party, as if there weren't enough party days already on the calendar. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the train in the background. And all you kids, get off my lawn.